Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sandalange podcast. This week, we are doing the Lost Medal, chapters 58 and to, through to 64. In these chapters, we've got our two stories. We've got Marisai down in the fake town confronting Entrone, who unfortunately does not die. And after she she and her friends capture him, they hold the line against the men of red and gold using Kelsey's stash of door. Meanwhile, Wax and Wayne over beers, they figure out where the bomb is. And Wax just absolutely massacres his way up the tower where it is. Like he like he's got a grenade launcher and he's just absolutely pulverizing everything that comes in his comes in his path. And then when they get to the top, Wayne rolls a natural twenty on persuasion and convinces the rest of the guards to just leave. And it ends on Wax and Wayne spotting Dumad and Gertruda and preparing for another fight. So I'm Dak and with me this week is Jamie. Joe and Dita. So buckle the fuck up, the sand lanch is well and truly underway. Uh, an action-packed group of chapters, I, I, I would say. Definitely uh, some big action in the wax. And uh, no, no, that's not fair. There's a lot of action in both. There, there's stuff happening here. So, what did you guys think of these seven chapters? A lot of fun. I liked the since you bring it up, like the contrast between the action, wax, and Wayne's chapters full of massive bombastic action, like absolutely ripping through the top of a tower. Whereas Marisai is just a couple of people fighting and just busting through walls of a house. So it's like on a much smaller scale, but still just as tense and action-packed. So mm. that was really cool. I will say that Wayne convincing all the guards to just leave and say, like, look, these are these are the guys that are just the dregs. Like, they're the ones who work here, not the ones who are the mercenaries who believe in the cause. We shouldn't kill them. Let me tr- let's try and convince them to just go and it succeeds. Is hands down the best Wayne moment of this series. <laughs> That was fantastic. I absolutely love that bit. Just, it's one of the few times Wayne has done something, and there's, I mean, you could say there's benefit in him, benefit in it for him, in that, you know, there's less of a fight for him to have to go through, but he didn't seem to think of it that way. He did think of it as, like, let's do this for them. So that was really cool. And, yeah, Wax fighting up that tower was just like, a, holy shit, that's nuts. Was was Brandon watching, like, The Raid or Dread? When he was uh, when he was thinking of of this sequence where like those guys just fight their way up the towers, I didn't even think about that. That does feel very dread. Yeah, I'll watch that movie again. But yeah, no, just like like some of the best action from um from era two in this section, I would say. Yeah, no, I I, I would agree with that probably, and uh, it is it is this has been in a lot of ways a very Wayne centric book, even all the way back to the prologue where you know we got some Wayne history. So I agree that this is uh, one of Wayne's best moments in that section uh, where he gets to show kind of like who he is and who he has become, which is a big a big part of the first chapter that we read is discussing, like, you know, who Wayne is now versus back then. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I thought that moment with Wayne was fantastic. It was a really nice contrast to to Wax's like, oh, well, now I'm the sword that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do exactly what Harmony needs me to do. And Wayne's like, dude, 
they don't all have to die. Let's just <laughs> let's give them an option. If we can not do that, that would be great. So I thought I thought that was really good. Yeah, the stuff with with Marisai and the people in the community as well. It's um really cool to have seen them sort of fight back there and how they did it. And I like that it came back to just burn it all, like much like the Adium, burn all the Adium. That was pretty cool. I did think like the confrontation with Entrone was pretty good as well. But yeah, definitely I think the Wax and Wayne stuff was really the highlight of of this section of chapters. I'm disappointed we didn't get Steris again. But that's okay, because I'm sure she'll turn up somewhere. Yeah, it's been a while. Well, at least it's two two weeks that we haven't. Yeah, and I mean, it was I I think it was eight chapters last time and seven this time or something. So that's a lot of chapters that we've gone. Yeah, keen to see what happens next though. There's not there's not a lot of book left. It's true. We have very very little. I think uh, let's let's take a look. One two three four five six seven eight nine. There are ten chapters left, and then the seven epilogues. So I like. I, I do like you pointing out the callback to Hero of Ages where they used up all the Adium and stuff. Since I mean, it calls it out in the book also, but it's yeah. it, it's funny because Dak mentioned last time that he's like, maybe they'll be like replicating this part of uh, of the original where like he shows up with this army of Alamancers unexpectedly. And it kind of was the same part, just not in the same way that he thought. Yeah, not the way yeah. I thought it was. Not the way I thought it was going to happen, but I was. I'll call it. I'll take it. I was, I was kind of <laughs> right. Yay! I like the little mirrors to to the original trilogy. Even Wax going up the tower feels kind of like Vin and Well of Ascension, like murdering all those uh, people in Seth's keep. Although Wax, I don't think feels as bad about it as she did. No, no, like but this. they did call back to the similarity on that too. So like, the the Ascendant Warrior did it. <laughs> okay. A lot that's been mirrored, yeah. And, and I, we got a lot of talk about the original trilogy before, or there were the characters from the original trilogy, but I don't know that we've had that many times where the story is like mirroring it so uh, exactly. I may, I guess we did talk about like book two was the Kandra spy book or whatever, so there was that secret Kandra bad guy. Yep. Yeah, I like these chapters a lot. Obviously, we are well into the Sanderlanch, so there's a lot of action going on here. I will say the pacing of it, while I didn't mind it, I wouldn't say that it was perfect pacing between the two stories that were going on. Uh, Some of the places where they left off each part of the story, I was kind of like, well, this is really like one of those portions that I feel like as a reader, I would probably, and that's probably what Brandon intends is like, once you get this far, you're not going to put it down. It's like as a reader, some where where some of the chapters ending end feel kind of awkward to me, but that's probably because we've broken it up and we're reading it in the way that we're reading it. I would say overall, though, it's very mm. good. The only the only other negative thing I would have to say about this section is like the confrontation with Entrone was good, but then once the people come in the that and you know they use the door, it's kind of anticlimactic how they stop the army. I was kind of like, oh, that's it. They're just going to they're going to suck up all the juice. It's not even like they're going to suck up all the juice and fight the army like they did in the original trilogy. It's just like we're just going to suck up all the juice so they can't come through the portal. Um, But at the same time, it did feel like I did feel like there was a lot of little pieces in here that answered questions that I've had about how perpendicularities work. And so it was nice to get a little bit of clarity on some of those moments. So. I did enjoy that. But yeah, I, I like this stuff overall. Wax and Wayne, I mean, come on. 
the 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 scenes were awesome. I will agree that maybe it is Wayne's best moment when he when he gets everybody to leave. But at the same time, it was a little bit ridiculous. Like, I feel like Dak even kind of poked fun of it when he said it's like he rolled a nat 20. It's like, yeah, he persuaded all these people to just leave, which, you know, it's believable in the story to an extent. But I feel like we're we're suspending our belief just a little bit that he could accomplish that just by talking. So, yeah, I mean, other than that, I I, I really don't have. I feel like I'm nitpicking now, finding things to kind of poke at, but I, I'm I'm really enjoying it. So really, uh, I'm feeling a lot more positive than than uh, negative about it for sure. I can see the you know some of the chapter endings being awkward, but I think where we actually ended it was a, a nice like, and and it's it's pretty much a complete coincidence. It's not like I planned it because I just was going by chapter lengths, but it was a convenient place where like. These things that we saw were pretty self-contained within this section, and they kind of wrapped up, and now we're moving into the next thing. So I think it actually ended in a kind of a good place. Yeah, I liked where where we ended our section. It it made made a lot of sense to kind of be able to stop here and pause because things should should shift now, uh, especially for Marisai, but Wax and Wayne as well. Yeah, I mean it makes you. Uh... I mean, we we have an idea of where things are going for Wax and Wayne because we see at the end like what they run into. But at the same time, it's like, well, I wonder where things are going to go for Marisai at this point. Maybe that's for predicaments. So, OK, I guess let's get into these seven chapters. We start. It's it's a very relaxing first chapter, considering where these things go very rapidly after this. But uh, Wax and Wayne hanging out, Wax using his power to, like, push bottle caps off of bottles. That's cool. Yeah, right. Just like the small convenient things. And then Wayne has this like, man, you remember you remember the time that you I shook it up first and you got beer all over you? And Wax is like, which time? It's like, oh yeah, that yeah. joke never gets old. <laughs> it's like uh you you do that all the time. He did it yesterday. <laughs> we also uh we get mention of Independence Tower here, which I don't remember if it's probably come up once or twice before they're looking at the center of the city. It'll become more important here in a minute. I feel like it has. We just haven't really paid too much attention to it. Yeah. And they nicknamed it the Shaw after Credit Shaw. And I was like, why? Why would you do that? Like, yeah, I don't know. When he when he said that, I was kind of like, who who looked fondly upon that that place and was like, let's name it that. Like, like none, none of you lived there. None of your ancestors lived there. They lived in fear of it. Right. Didn't they kind of change their view on the Lord Ruler? Like he wasn't just a big bad in the end. Yeah. He was trying to do like yes, he was the big bad really at the beginning, but they they kind yeah. of changed their mind. It was like he was trying to do the right thing. Maybe based on the words of founding, you know, depending yeah. on what harmony it put in there. Well, we know there's people still like worshiping him. We had, we heard about like the sliverism religion or whatever, and there's even a town mm. out there called like Rashikin. So that's right. Yeah. It's just, it seems weird to me in, like, one of the biggest cities, they're like, yeah, we want to remember Credit Shaw, that great place. Yeah, I mean, it's probably not a direction that I would go, but, <laughs> you know, to each their own. Yeah, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, maybe Telson's behind it. I, I guess it could be interpreted as, like, a Credit Shaw was undisputably a, a symbol of power, because that's where the Lord Ruler ruled from for so mm. long. So it's like, hey, if we name it after him, we can feel just as powerful. You think that, sure. <laughs> That's a fair point. There's the propaganda poster that says independence through shared struggle. And Wayne's like, what the hell does that even mean? Which I like. That was a funny bit. 
just makes me think of Monty Python. And so we are struggling together in Life of Brian. I've never seen Life all, of Brian, actually. Uh, there's like a whole bunch of um, organizations that are trying to get out from underneath the Romans, but they're too busy fighting each other to fight the Romans. Mm. That, that sounds like what actually happened. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> if, if Monty Python comedy appeals to you, you, you really must watch Life of Brian. It's um, okay. quite funny. I've 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 mixed Monty Python like I've watched obviously I've watched uh, you know like the Holy Grail Holy Grail who doesn't yeah, love Holy Grail Holy, everyone's seen Holy Grail yeah yeah and then I've watched some like of the original Python stuff uh, and I was just like I don't like this mm. as much so the, I'm yeah. yeah I've seen bits of the TV show and it didn't quite grab me as much but Life of Brian uh, was genuinely okay. I yeah I would hold Life of Brian up with Holy Grail for sure as like my two yeah definitely two favorites. Yeah. What was the other one? And now for something completely different, was that there? Oh, uh, that's like a skit comedy one. It's very good if you enjoy the skit comedy. Um, Meaning of Life, I think, was the other one. Meaning of Life, that's right. I didn't like yeah. it as much. Meaning of Life, uh, I think, is the one that I've seen, yeah. Meaning of Life is weird. And I mean, it's you know, weird, yeah. Monty, Monty, Monty Python in general is weird, but that was like a different kind. <laughs> it's weird for them. Weird, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The only thing I remember of like their sketch comedy is the the dead parrot one because I find that funny. But also, <laughs> whenever we were in high school and someone needed like a, a quick like little play thing to do, that that was like one of the favorites that people always went to. Yep. Uh, okay, we got we 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 got a ways from the actual topic. <laughs> we do that so, a lot. Enjoy Monty Python is uh, the the upshot. The Sanderland says Monty Python is a okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're always taking the most controversial stances on this show. Murder is bad. Monty Python's okay. Yeah, you know, hot takes. <laughs> a lot of Monty Python has not aged well. So if uh, you <laughs> yeah, if you're right new to that. it, you probably won't find it as funny. But if you grew up with it, like myself, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I can also accept that it is so far from being politically correct. Sure. Yeah. That's a lot of comedy in general. Is uh, yeah, comedy, yeah. Comedy doesn't age as well as some other forms of entertainment. Yeah, if you want to go watch some sitcoms from the seventies from the U.S., you might be surprised what you what you yeah. hear and what all you in see. all in the family was horrible. Even when I was when, oh when yeah I was, when I was a kid watching it on Nick at Night, like oh yeah, it's is, bad. Uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we get he, Wax says that Wayne has to talk to him. He got him a beer. That's the rule. And Wayne's like, damn it, he knows the rules. <laughs> so he's uh, he makes Wayne actually get into what's bothering him. And he's just like, I basically I've been working my whole life trying to get forgiveness for the thing that I did. And I don't think that I ever can. And Wayne, Wax is like, I mean, yeah, you can't like there's nothing that you can do to bring him back to life. But Wax takes this position. It's like you don't need forgiveness. You're no longer the person who did that. That guy is dead. And I don't know that I the principle of like how he's. He's using this to get Wayne to feel a certain way about it. And I, I agree with that for the most part. I don't know that I agree. It's like, no, you're not that person anymore. So you don't need to like feel ways about what that person did. Yeah. I mean, I get I get his point. It's like you did a bad thing once and that doesn't have to define your entire life. Mm -hmm. You can try and do better. And I agree with that. But yes, yeah, there's there's layers to this. Yeah. And like, he's like, I mean, you know. If if you had the chance right now, would you like shoot a guy for his wallet or whatever? And Wayne's like, no, of course not. He's like, well, see, there you go. Yeah, I I don't I don't know that the logic is super sound here, but at the same time, like I understand Wax is like speaking 
from his perspective. Wax knows that he is not the same person that he was seven years ago. And he gets to the, the point. He gets to his point, you know, here in just a minute. He says, like, you're the reason that, like, I changed and grew and became, like, where I am now. And I'm really happy with who I am now. Mm. I'm, you know, I'm not I'm not concerned with the mistakes I made in the past anymore, which is all well and fine for Wax to say. But, you know, it's and I know he's trying to help a friend out here, but it's not necessarily I guess in this moment, what you could say is they're both obviously human. Like, right. they both yeah. have their own perspectives on what's happened, and Wax is trying to help Wayne by using his perspective here, but his perspective is not, you know, it's not 100% correct either. So it's really just two people trying to trying to figure out how to work through the problems that Wayne is having, which, you know, it's, it's a nice moment because – we're yeah. not always, you know, when you're trying to help a friend out, you may not always say a thing that's 100% true, but you're saying something that from your perspective you mean and you want to help that person. So, yeah, yeah. It's like you feel you feel your friend deserves to um get back mm-hmm. on his feet and feel a bit better about himself. So, you say right. what you, you say what you got to. Yeah. yeah, you say how you feel. So, yeah, exactly. Wax does say one thing that I agree with a bit more and that I think is in general a better point where he's like like the whole purpose of our system is that to give people this chance to change. He's like, if there's, if, if you're not allowed to change to become someone new and better, then we may as well shoot somebody the first time he does anything wrong because you know, who cares? And I was like, okay, yeah, well, yeah that, that I agree with. That's the whole yeah. point of the justice yeah. system. So 100%. Yeah. Minority report and stuff, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, no way. Ah, oh, that's a good movie. I haven't watched in a long time. And then um, I like, he's, I burned down a building today and not one of the ones you're supposed to burn down like a school and wax starts to go on to tit. And then he's like, wait, wait, you're not supposed to burn down schools. Wait, <laughs> let me back this up. Hold on. I was in a train of thought, but then the school thing popped in. That's not cool, man. <laughs> Wade has his theory that they make so many schools because uh, so they can be burned down and make kids happy. Which <laughs> is so ridiculous. Sure. I love it. Sure. Oh man. Uh, okay. So yes, he he kind of convinces Wayne more or less because on some level Wayne is like I mean I trust Wax Wax knows stuff so maybe he's right and I also like the thing about he's like you know some sometimes like some of the things he's saying you could take it as just being a platitude just the kind of stuff that people say but Wax isn't the kind of person who just says stuff he means things when he says them yeah that's quite a that, that's it's a simple statement, but it's like, wow, that really does just some wax up to a T. <laughs> right. And yeah. I mean, it, and that's that's really meaningful. I can see why, like, that's the part that Wayne's like, no, I, maybe it makes sense then. And so that's when they kind of move into, OK, we got to solve this problem about, you know, a city blowing up. And I do like wax is like, oh, let's see what Starris packed for us. Like she packed th- th- their lunches and they're like, let's see what she put in here, along with all the ammo and guns and stuff. Ooh, chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> She and there's way to wait a sandwich. Yeah. There's my, the great, my yeah. first my first thing was like I'd forgotten that they had not been gone for that long. I was like, why are you only now just checking what Steris packed for you? Also, wouldn't that be gross by now? <laughs> but it's been like what a day? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think this is the first night since they got to town, so Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> I forget not- how short the time frame is. Yeah, wasn't it night for the sting operation? No, I think or... it was day for the sting operation. Was it? I think so. Oh, I thought it was night. 
Oh, never mind. Yeah, all right. They haven't really continue. stopped, though. It's been go, go, go since they got there. I yeah. imagine if you're trying to save the world, to, the thought about stopping to have something to eat is probably pretty low. Yeah. Like, it, uh, it, yeah. it keeps happening to us as well. Like, like Shatters itself, it's like we got to the end, and it's like, holy shit, that was one night. Yeah, or even Alloy of Law, where it was like Stairs had been kidnapped for like a day and a half or something, and we're like, really? Jeez. Yeah. Uh, but I, I love Wayne's like, pastrami? Hot double damn. Good thing you ignored me and stayed with that woman. She's quite a catch. And Wax <laughs> just like gives him a look, and he's like, look, I was wrong about her, okay? <laughs> and it's like, you did tell her that, right? You have apologized to her for the way you treated her? No. We know they've become more friendly, uh, like with friendly insults and stuff. But yeah, I don't know that he. W- I don't know that I feel like Wayne would ever say that to anyone's face, uh, other than Wax. I know, but still, I yeah, I, 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 I could dream, damn it. <laughs> and uh, we, wa- uh, Wayne finds the uh, the special or notices the special vials of metal that Harmony sent for Wax. He's already used eight of the sixteen. He's like, yeah, Harmony said they were special. And Wayne's like, did he now? Hmm. And he's just sitting there. Uh, oh, also he finds uh, that they, they got the the ball in there that Wax and his son played with. And he's like, yeah, Max must have helped Steris back. He sent me this little gift. And him throwing that into the air is what gives him his little revelation. He's like, I know where the bomb is. If you want to launch something far, you get it up high. What's the highest spot in town? I feel like there's got to be, like, if you're having trouble launching it really far, then, like, truck it out to, like, a high spot somewhere in between Bilming and the and uh, Ellendale and launch it from, I don't know, maybe it's just me. Where is the mountain? Yeah. Yeah. And how would you have Wax's amazing, you know, <laughs> trip through a tower right. if they're out on a hill? It's just True. logical. Yeah. Yeah. It's only logical, Captain. Uh, Wayne... Also has a replacement metal mine that he gets in there for Wax. So Wax has some extra metal mines full of weight so he can, uh, since he used it all up a minute ago. I wonder if he just, like, has a collection of those. Like, he walks around at half weight all the time, and so he's just got, like, a mountain of these that are full up of weight. And then Wayne is like, oh, that's where, if that's where the rocket is, that's the Mesa. What Mesa? You know, from my ma's story. And instead of arguing once again, Wax is just like, yeah, okay, I can see it. Just amazed at no point Wax just goes... Tell me the story. Right? We don't have time for that. We don't have, yeah, I was to say, we don't have time for stories. Oh, I feel like Wayne, Wayne could summarize. I mean, he's been, he's been banging on about it for, like, you know, they were down in the sewers. He's like, oh, this is the canyon. And Wax is like, the fuck are you talking about? So he's brought it up enough. It's true. Wait, did you say that Wayne can summarize? I don't feel like that's in his, like, wheelhouse. He's a fast talker. He could. I feel like he could. Whether or not he would is another matter, but he could. Okay, yeah, fair point. And then at the bottom of the bag, there is a box, a wooden box, which I feel like this must have been heavy. And it's like, oh, Steris packed it, which I was so disappointed in in that earlier part of the book where he's just like the most like destructive weapon ever. Now nah, I'm not going to take that. And uh, I don't I don't know that I even thought about it enough for it to occur to me that clearly that's placed in there so that we will see it later. I was just like, oh. Chekhov will have words with you. Yeah. Right, exactly. Well, it's like a literal Chekhov's gun. I mean, yeah. if they're, if, uh, <laughs> I mean, if they didn't ever have it in the story, uh, since this is the last story, it would kind of be like, well, that was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> right. Editor's note Do we need this here? Brandon, yes. 
Wax says, we just call it the big gun. He's got such creative names, like the steel survivor and the vindication or whatever. And he's like, this is just the big gun. This makes me think of Hellboy. I'm going to get me big, big baby. (laughs) And so Wayne does not have much healing left enough for a bullet or two. So he's like, "Okay, I want you to stand back. I'm going to do what Harmony sent me to do. And then he wax or what wax gets like a final little speech in here about like. Maybe what we're supposed to do is what Marisai has been talking about all this time. Like, we need to change the way things work so that not as many people end up in these situations. So he's like, would you have killed that guy if you hadn't fallen in with the Plank Boys after your mom died? And Wayne's like, no, definitely not. And he's like, okay, see? Everybody that we fight has, or nearly everybody that we fight, has a story like that. If they hadn't been in these bad situations in the first place, they probably wouldn't have ended up where they are. I was expecting Wayne to just go like, oh, what about, I don't know, Ape Manton and Wax go, oh, no, that guy was fucked. <laughs> it's like, what about Miles? It's like, yeah, he was just crazy. I don't know what to tell you. It's like, it's like yeah, yeah, most of them could have wound up better if they had better circumstances. But every so often you get one who was just like, no, that guy was just a crackpot to start with. <laughs> right, yeah. And then Wax quotes him from the first book where he's like, you're meant to be helping people. It's what you do. And Wayne's like, was, was that a quote? It's like, yeah, it's what you said to me. Like, back, like, the... The, the this moment that convinced me that I needed to get back in this fight, it was super important for me. When it's like, <laughs> he's like, you oh, remember that shit so. that I say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's like, pa, listening to me, might as well write the stuff I say on a plaque or something. Like, if you're going to remember you're meant to be helping people, then also remember, ain't no fella who regretted giving it one extra shake, but you can bet every guy has regretted giving it one too few. And, uh, uh Wayne, okay. Yeah. I mean, look, he's not wrong. <laughs> right and so that i i love this little reflective chapter with the two these two buddies it was very nice although once again it contributes to the feeling that one or both of them will not make it out of the book uh and then we cut to marisai who uh they're taking her to the sets headquarters to to the mansion where entrone lives down here and i like she's kind of offended by how big it is uh she senses the resentment from everybody else he's like you should have been smart enough to keep it modest the man's ego apparently demanded something ostentatious, which yeah, I buy that. I think that we yep. conclude that there's actually a reason why it's so big, because they're going to have the portal in there. But still, I think she's probably right. And in here, she finds that she, she picks the lock, gets into the house, finds some radio equipment. And she's like, oh, this is like how uh, or she finds a person with the radio equipment. And she's like, this is how they talk to the towns. And the woman's like, yes. OK, turn it on. And we find out that her plan is uh, she's trying to trick Entron into saying something over the radio that will give him away. And then Entron has uh, has his villain line of like, I told you, gentlemen, the rat we've been hunting doesn't hide in the dark. Wait long enough and it will come to you. Rude. Shocking no one. Entron doesn't know how rats work. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, dude, have you ever actually seen a rat? And then so she she does her whole like, you know, I'm the police. Put down your your weapons or whatever. This Entron sighed in a long-suffering way, like a man who had just been given a bedtime ultimatum by his three-year-old. And so her response is, she just shoots one of the guards, like, all right, I gave you a shot. And then she's like, you know, are you really going to kill all these people? And then she almost gets caught with her own trick. (laughs) A bodyguard sneaks around just to the other side of the wall near her and pops up a slow-time bubble, and she she just manages to not get caught in it. Are you really going to kill all these people? Yeah. Oh, well, y- you you can't because you can't. I'm here. 
I don't want to explode. Um, the hero of Canton, the man they call Jane. And uh, she, she's like, tries to get him to say something. Like, like I said, she's like, Are, how? Why'd you lock all these people away and pretend that the world had ended? Wax and Wayne have stopped the missile. Ellendell is safe. Blah blah blah. And he starts like, that's nonsense, of course. It. And then he realizes what she's doing, and he switches tacks. Like, I think you're serious, a seriously ash sick young woman. Please let let us help you. And then flips off the radio. That was worth a shot. Yeah, it was a good, good good try. And then he starts talking shit about the people now that they can't hear him. Like, they're a bunch of cowed civilians imprisoned here for seven years, never knowing the truth, never caring to know. You really think they'd help you? And so she switches tacks again to be like, you don't have to let autonomy invade our planet, which I think she has a decent point here, actually, where there's been this concern that it's like, you know, we're, we have to blow up Allendale or autonomy is going to send an army, except apparently you guys are creating the portal for her to send the army through. Like if you were not willingly helping her, it would be much harder for her to get an army here. So I don't understand why you're like, oh, we have to do it. Yeah, it really didn't make a lot of sense. I sort of got the impression it was a fear of like if he didn't do it someone else would and then he would be seen as a traitor mm. and like uh, and autonomy would put him down like this is his way of going if i do this autonomy won't try and kill me specifically yeah that does seem to be his primary concern yeah because yeah i mean she says like why would you do this and he goes because if i don't she'll send them anyway and then i'll be one of the ones who gets killed yeah yeah he's just all about saving his own skin dickhead <laughs> Uh, something about the location contributes to her ability to do this, all the metalborn that they've collected down here. And they had to bring in a strange power, a glowing light. That's part of it. So I don't know if she, if Autonomy has purified door also, if she just has a different source of this stuff, but she also seems to have just this pure investiture. And he's like, are you a survivorist? Because, you know, what's the one thing that we're taught from childhood? And she goes, survive. Not like this, though. Kelsier didn't just do what the Lord Ruler demanded so that he could live. That's that's a fair point. <laughs> we said not like this. I'm just thinking of the Matrix. It's like, damn you, Cypher. Yeah, I went the same place. And I like for intro, and he he's he, it's it's a matter of just the interpretation of scripture. He's like, okay, yeah, I mean, you interpret it how you want, but uh, I I feel like he's telling me I need to survive. Uh, sounds like a good Protestant. It's like, <laughs> nah, it's it's the way I think it is. That's what the scripture says. And then. She tries to tell him, you're the mayor of the city, your duty is to protect the people. He's like, you can't possibly be that idealistic. Politics. Politicians. We saw this all, I mean, not that anyone is surprised that Entrone feels that way, but it's like we saw the same thing with uh, the people back in Ellendale, where they have the exact same outlook, basically, where we protect ourselves first and screw everybody else. And it's not like Entrone has ever given any other impression like there's anything good underneath all this like no. he is just he is just rotten to the core and then he starts just being a dick about like do you ever feel embarrassed about your useless power i know your sister's an embarrassment to your father but at least he acknowledged her like that was unnecessary like what are we even fucking doing also hypocritical considering his plan for her was to get her caught in the same power that one of his guys had yeah yeah like, oh, yeah, super useless. That's why it was, like, one of your first attempts uh, to stop yeah, yeah, he's just being a, he's just being a D-bag. I, I think he was, I guess, trying to distract her because then he rips through the wall going around the bubble. And uh, she shoots him in the chest. The wounds heal immediately, even faster than Wayne. So he's got super strength. He's got super healing. This is not great. 
And then just this guy cannot talk without being a dick. He's like, I'm go- I'm a god now, little bastard. It's like, it's unnecessary. Like, really? But also, like, all his threats, like, because we know him so well at this point, we're just like, you just sound pathetic. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you've got power, but you just sound like a whiny little child who has just found, found like, a weapon somewhere and reckons he knows how to use it. Yeah, like, I've got a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> like, you didn't have a good opinion to him, of him to start with, but somehow this guy is just becoming, like, not more threatening, just more and more of an asshole. Like, yeah. Really? Yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because we find out within, like, a paragraph space that he has these two powers, and it's still him being a bigger asshole than ever is what stands out to me, not, like, him being scarier than ever. Yeah. It's like, oh, you have powers. You're still a dick. But then Marisai gets her little retort where she's like, my strengths don't come from allomancy or weapons or credentials. I'm a constable. My strength comes from the people. And that's when some people get involved to help are rioting with the power of a thousand allomancers hit their emotions. And it is shame that is being rioted. Like Marisai becomes like more ashamed than if she's ever been in her life. And there's a good bit when she kind of gets out of it. She's just like, I mean, I don't even have that much to be ashamed about. If uh, if that's how it hit me, I can't imagine how it's hitting him, who is probably like has nothing to be proud of, basically. He's a loser. Did everyone spot uh, at the end of our last section? She's like, we got to get you guys some medals. And then she hears a clink in her bag. And we didn't actually talk about it. But did everyone spot like what that meant for what was coming? I did not. We you know, we didn't talk about it. I had thought, well, I wonder if it has something to do with the door. But when I hear the way it was described, metal clinking, I was like, well, that doesn't necessarily mean that's what it is. So I wasn't sure, honestly. Yeah, when it, uh, I didn't pick it at the time, I was like, oh, what clinked in her bag? Like, why is she paused? What has she got in there that could be a problem? And then when she started talking about using the, like, we've got to get you guys some metal. I was like, oh, no, she doesn't need metal. She can use that. That's what she was thinking. Cool. Good. Okay, I was I kind of meant to bring it up last time and I didn't. So I was curious uh, to touch back on that real quick. Now that we're seeing what happened, they got the super door juice and Armel is helping out. And so she gets away. She warns them, like, you know, be careful. And Tron is metalborn. He can heal and has incredible strength. But none of that helps you against uh, like being a, a weeping ball of shame, basically. And she wouldn't have been able to get through the door if the Lord Mayor hadn't ripped her a new hole. So that's good, too. And she gets in and she finds a big pool that uh, she, she says that one jar gave Armel enough power to riot emotions like the Lord Ruler himself. And this pool probably holds thousands of jars worth of power. So this is a lot. Oh, nice. And when she gets close enough, she can see through to that other place with the dark sky and the misty ground. Thousands of inhuman soldiers with golden skin and glowing red eyes carrying rifles of advanced design. So, yeah, this could be bad. So it reminds me of like things like Avengers, mm-hmm. uh, where they're, you know, they're opening the portal to the Shatari and they're like they're all just waiting there to come through. Uh, we got a we got an army of uh, of Ultrons or something with machine guns. Yeah, and she gets an idea pretty quickly, like surprisingly quickly. I feel like she's like the last Emperor Ellen Venture had been faced with a similar problem: how to dispose of a great deal of power. So she knew what she needed to do, and apparently Armel had a leecher among her group. It's like so. Yep, we sucked out uh, all, uh, got rid of all his pewter, so he can heal now, but he's not going to be strong. So that's nice. 
And then Mara says, like, we need every Alamancer in the cavern here right now. We got a bunch of power we need to burn up. And we cut back to Wayne, who is, or Wax and Wayne, who are, Wax is jumping across the city with Wayne on his back. And they've already established they can't go up the outside of this building, partly because there's no easy way to, like, push to keep yourself close to the building, but also because Wax is like, they will have snipers outside. So, and, um... (laughs) I do like when Wax doesn't break the window immediately. <laughs> Wayne's like, oh, we're supposed to smash through the glass all dramatic-like. Like, the door was right there. He's like, that's a good way to get cut to shreds. Which I feel like we've seen Wax smashing through windows before, so this is almost a little hypocritical, but whatever. Yeah. Doesn't he normally break the windows before he goes flying through them? Yeah, maybe. I mean, and Wayne goes to the Ascendant Warriors did it. open. Yeah. Shoves, just breaks them open, yeah. And what... Wax says, when did, like, the Ascendant Warrior do that? Right before killing the Lord Ruler. Which, to your point, back in, at the end of the Final Empire, she totally breaks the glass with, like, some coins first before she smashes through it, so. Yeah, it's true. And Wax is like, since when do you know about, like, religious whatever? It's like, oh, it's in that little kid's book that Max and I read sometimes. Mm-hmm. Assassinating the Lord Ruler? Isn't that a little violent for a kid's book? It's like, it ain't violence if it's religion. Don't you know anything? And boy, howdy. Does he make a good point? Uh, yeah, he's, yep. he's not wrong. Straight away, I just go, Noah's Ark. Most of the world's population died. Okay. Yeah. We teach that story to children about the origin of rainbows. Yep, it's true. I mean, there's rainbows all this. In the blood of the world. Yeah. There's all sorts of great Old Testament, you know, sure. horrifying sure. things. Like when those kids are making fun of the prophet guy for being bald, so he calls some bears to eat them. Maul them, That's not right. eat them. Yeah. I assume that the bears had a stack afterwards. I, I mean, it says Maul, so. Darth Maul, got it. I forgot sure. he was in there. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> and Wayne is just like, those are soldiers in there, dude. Like, I came down here all those years ago because of a cute little case involving train cars, what got robbed in a funny way. How'd I end up mixed up with dark gods, armies, bombs, destroying cities, and ghosts? We ain't even talked about the ghosts. He's never gotten a chance <laughs> to talk about the ghost thing. Yeah. And I played Death that one time. That was pretty fun, actually. I'd do that again. <laughs> but first I played Death. Then I met Death. Yeah. And then in, when he met Death, he was like, hey, I got the accent kind of right. <laughs> that was his main concern. Yeah. Or are you the remains of an asteroid that collided with Death? That seems probable. <laughs> and so now we get a new plan name. They're going to do Scary Tree. And Wayne says, I don't need no health for Scary Tree. Just you watch. <laughs> I just, I love their names. They make no, me so happy. I, they're always great. And so Wayne puts on Wax's mist coat to create a distraction, basically, so that everyone will start shooting at him because everyone is so scared of uh, of Dawn Shot. It's like, he's, he thinks probably, you know, it's part of it's the exaggerating of the broadsheets, but also you know, finding the bands of mourning and using those, that probably didn't hurt his reputation any. And so while Wayne gets everybody looking at him, by being a scary tree, I guess. Wax goes around the side of the room, takes down a couple guys who are trying to flank them with just coins in the back of the head. Very, uh, very brutal and quick. And then even more brutally, he's like, uh, you know, these guys may have weapons made of aluminum or whatever, but they've got these big floodlights that they're using to illuminate uh, Wayne. And the floodlights are made of normal metal. So he just crushes them. With the lights and then 
sweeps the whole thing out the building, out the window, and uh, down to the street below, which is just, ah, jeez. I mean, that would have been very hardcore if it wasn't for what we're going to see momentarily. Yeah, that's the warm-up act. Yeah. And Wayne used his power, his allomancy, to avoid getting shot with any bullets, although the mist coat did take a few. It's like, how'd you not get shot? By not being where the bullets was, obviously. And so they're going to go up the staircase on the inside of the building. And Wax is like, you hang back. I'm going to do what Harmony sent me to do. And so we find out that this gun, I'm sorry, first, first he has a conversation. He puts in his, his earring and has a quick conversation with his sister. She says, you should have left the city. And he goes, I'm here to clean up our family's mess. And she says, oh, very dramatic. And he tries, he's telling her, don't make me do this. And she just belittles him, still the frightened child. Can't see beyond your own limited mindset. I'm going to become something incredible. And he says, I'll see you dead first. My mind immediately went to, like, Wax doesn't have the information for it. But it's like, you're still a frightened child. You can't see beyond your own mindset. You work with Entron. It's true. Guys. Anyway, <laughs> I, I get the impression that Entron and Telson don't like each other that much. So she probably oh, wants yeah, to True. I'll see you dead first, but you won't see me because you'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> and she's very condescending. Like, you're 30 floors away from me, and I have hundreds of soldiers from the hidden guard between us. Very dramatic. She says, you can't beat me. You never had the vision for that. I'll always be ahead of you. And he goes, if you really had foresight, you would have killed me when I first came back to the city seven years ago. And he gets rid of his earring. And it's like, all right, time for Harmony Sword to do his job. Here's where we find out that uh, the big gun is basically a grenade launcher, but they're grenades made for, like, maximum shrapnel. So that even if nobody has metal up there, or if they're all using aluminum or whatever, he's bringing his own metal that he can push around. Those that it didn't kill, it would outline. And so he's just, he has, he does this thing, which I, I won't get into all that many details, but it's like, he shoots... A grenade up, kills a bunch of people, pushes himself up, and he kind of does this thing all the way up the building where he's, like, kind of bouncing. Like, he goes up, kills some people, comes back down a little bit, goes back up, and just is gradually making his way upward, exploding people with grenades. And then the people that don't get killed with the grenades, the uh, you know, they've got, like, if they've got wooden shields or whatever that catch some of the debris, he can then use that metal to push them down the staircase or into other people or whatever. He became destruction incarnate for to worship harmony was not only to worship preservation, but also to worship ruin, which that's an interesting perspective that I hadn't really considered, I guess. Uh, it's pretty metal. Yeah. And so like there, there's spots where they're like, they've got wooden shields and furniture set up to block the way. It's like, yeah, that didn't stop me. Heavy as a truck sometimes, light as a bullet others. Alamance, using alamancy that made the stairway, the stairwell tremble. The concrete was reinforced with steel, which he could sense and use. Which I don't, I don't know who we've ever seen him like push that strongly, where he's like pushing on rebar inside concrete. That's crazy. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah, he pushes in an alloy of law. He like pushes down a whole building, doesn't he? He uses his weight. Like he gets really heavy, and then he pushes on, like, the nails in the floorboards to, like, yeah, crush the whole, like, thing down. It's a good point. Well, I'm actually wondering, he says, like, uh, numerous times, like, he's using the steel faster than he expected. And I'm just like, is that a Duralumin hint? Hmm. 
Could be. Like, is he is he burning Duralumin in these vials without realizing it? And he's like, mm. man, I am on fire today. And so, like, that's the hint. It's like, he's got more powers than he realizes. Jamie's the one on the lookout for possible misborn signs. Did you did you pick up on the same thing? Uh, I did think about that, and I have another thought as well. But we're not there yet. Okay, fair enough. And Wax is kind of thinking at Harmony, like, is this? did you know this was coming? Is this why you brought me back? And then also, don't ask me to do this again. This wasn't an adventure. It was a massacre. Find yourself another sword. You don't know how this feels, he says out loud. And then as in, in reply, he's given the, a distinct impression, like a memory, implanted in his head of an exhausted, overwhelmed man lying broken on an ashen street in front of a shattered city gate, surrounded by death. Yep. Sazed himself. It's like, think about who you're talking to, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Wax doesn't know the the stories real well from the old days, so uh, so he he didn't read the words of founding. I don't know. That's I mean, it seems like he should have, right? Got like that's that, that's a very it's like I was mortal once too, buddy. Yeah, and not just that. He's like I have been in situations where I had to slaughter people. Uh, all it was coal loss for him, but still. Yeah, and that was the day I lost my I lost my beloved. Also true, which. Wax is also lost, uh, although he had to personally kill her twice, so that was a little bit worse, probably. Yeah. And so, yeah, Wax basically just slaughters his way up this tower, killing these hundreds of people that she had waiting from the hidden guard, her elite soldiers that she had prepared to stop him. Which we talked, you you guys talked about how Wayne convincing these guys to leave was kind of like crazy, but after two guys have killed like 300 people on their way up here. I wouldn't be interested in standing up against them. Oh yeah, no, I I bought that completely. Just like uh, yeah. like these 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 are the guys who like that yeah they're just employed as security guards. They're not tr- like seasoned fighters, and they just watched like all these other seasoned fighters go down in as long as it takes to say it. Just like they just absolutely slaughtered their way through them. Like yeah, you know what? I'm not about fighting you guys. That's uh. Was it Iron Man three? Like the like Tony Tony Stark points his weapon at the guy, and the guy just goes, "Honestly, I hate working here. They're so weird," and runs away. Yep, exactly. That's that that would be me one hundred percent. Yep. Um. <laughs> While I get it, it, some of it it does seem a little bit like, well, I don't know. Every single one of them, and I get it. You don't want to be there by yourself, like the one left behind to fight these guys. But at the same time, yeah, you'd think that some of them would have a bit more resolve than. Right. It's like, oh, yeah. All of them are gonna run away. Just a tad, just a little bit. Well, it it could be herd mentality though. Like once one guy starts running, a few more just like, fuck it. If he's going, I'm going, and they run. And then like the ones who have a bit more resolve realize, oh, we've got less and less people by the second to take this on. I'm not doing this by my. Like, yeah, I'm happy to stay here and fight, but I'm not doing it by myself. And it looks like I'm about to be by myself. So fuck it, I'm out. Yeah. I'm surprised that the entire hidden guard, like she said, there's 30 floors of dudes between me and you. Once he's gone up through 29 of those floors, if I'm like part of this elite guard, I'm just like, yeah, I think I'm out. Uh, yeah. it, it, it's like it's one of those Batman situations. Like when you're the, the, just the 12th goon in line after he's taken out the first 11, like do you really think that you're going to be the one to, to put him down? I did yeah. like that in Arkham games sometimes where it would be like the last guy was like, no, no, I'm cool, <laughs> man. And then he would run yeah. away. I guess the, the the thing there is, um, especially for some of those goons, it's like, a, yeah, now is Batman going to put me in traction or am I going to go report to the Joker that I failed? Mm, that's a fair point, yeah. Uh, I don't know how, how, how Telson is on her Joker torture, but... Yeah. Uh, I, you know, 
I, and I was going to say, even even when they reach the top and they run into, you know, not Wayne and not Wax, I'm like, guys, these two have already beaten you like twice. And then do you know what just happened? Maybe this is I, I understand you were designed for this fight or whatever, but come on. Uh, but even Wayne is shocked. Uh, he's like, mate, I am. Wow. Well, yeah, that, that about sums it up. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, I don't think they want any more, man. Just uh, let's let's go. And so this is where they they he senses that there's more people down this last hallway, basically. But these guys actually have they have metal weapons, they have zippers and keys, uniforms. These are not the these are security officers, not those soldiers. But he's going to go down and kill him. And Wayne says, no, this is the other guys. Yeah, these ones ain't into it. And Wax is like, well, yeah, but I mean, we have to get down there because Telson could launch the rocket any second. And Wayne's just like, OK, but he starts yelling. And he gives him a speech like, I know you, you're you're just trying to make a living. You don't know anything about cities being destroyed and dark gods and all that weird shit. Yeah, you're just Matthew McConaughey. You're just living, you know? It's like, that's his brand. That's you guys. You're Matthew. You're all Matthew McConaughey's, but you're not as handsome. So (laughs) just throw down your weapons and uh, just, uh, just leave. He's like, you don't have to do this to hell with what you said you'd do. You're in the wrong spot and you know it. There's a door and we're about to come down there killing anyone who uh, who is there. So if you want to stay and fight, OK, but uh, you don't got to. You could go out that door and we're we won't be shooting at you first if you're headed for the door. It's what he says. At least I'm not guaranteeing we, we won't get you, but we're not going to be going for you first. And this is where he's like, sometimes you need a sword and sometimes you need, I don't know, like a shield. That's probably too poetic. I don't, I don't, I don't do poetry, but yeah, you know what I mean. That's, uh, that's, that's Pokemon now. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, they all leave. I'm like, all right. And he says that a couple of them, like, hang back a little more. Like, maybe they're the ones in charge of the group and supposed to be, like, keeping them in the fight. But when an army the army left you alone facing two trained twinborns with notches in their stocks running to three digits. Well, and then here comes dude in the top hat and a suit and the girl in the bowler hat, her head completely healed now and trying to imitate a Wayne grin. And hell if Wayne's like, Oh, these idiots again. Okay, fine. I'll take the girl you take. And see, this is the entire book. Well, I was uh, reading it the first time and recording my, my thoughts. I was just whenever they run into these people, I'm like, this is this is like a genre thing that you should be that you should just know when there's someone specifically designed to face you. You don't face them. You trade and you fight the other one. And uh, that is where Wax. I was so happy when Wax finally says it here. I'm like, thank you. Somebody figured it out. He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. We're going to swap. And that's uh, the last we see of them in this section. We cut back to Marisai for the very short chapter that we talked about where they're going to just use up all the power. She's got her alimentic grenades and she's like sh- taking all of this power to charge her alimentic and shoving it into the grenades because she doesn't want to just slow down everyone in the room. That's not really going to help. So and she's just like, I've never tried to put this much power in one before. I wonder how long like these would last now. I'm, I'm worried that one's going to explode or something, but maybe that's just me. And then a guy's like, what do I do with all this power? And she's like, just use it. It doesn't matter what for. We just got to get rid of it. Doesn't this feel like a waste? That's the point. Yep. And then uh, what she does is uh, her grenades get full and she sends them through to slow down the people on the other side because they were about to start coming through. 
very, very quick thinking, Marissa. And yeah, they managed to get rid of it. They suck up all this power, thousands of jars of, uh, of power, basically. When one one jar let uh, let Twin Soul make his big like rock mech thing. So just imagine what he could have done with all this. It was a hell of an afternoon for these guys. Yeah. And so I guess we're good. The army can't come through now. At least not here. I mean, maybe they could try to come through in the south. We don't really know. Yeah. Yeah. Not uh, sure how that works. And I, I can see why it would feel like an anticlimax after all the predictions about like, you know, they're going to have to team up with the Southerners to fight this army and, you know, the, like all these possibilities for this giant like military conflict. And it's like, no, they just shut the door. We've had and crazy almost, things happen in less chapters to go. It's true. Armel's like, OK, so now what? And Marisai says, now we hope that my friends had an easier time of it than I have. They they didn't. They definitely did not. No, <laughs> you had to fight like three guys. To be fair, they uh they had yeah. to fight like 300 guys. Now, you did have to have some lady morph into a different kind of lady, which was weird. But, you know, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I kind of I kind of forgot about that for a second. But that is the end of our section. So we are now, like I said, we are uh, 10 chapters from the end of uh, the the end of the numbered chapters. And then we got the seven epilogues after that. So not a lot of space to wrap up. And there's actually uh, there is one chapter in these remaining 10 that's even shorter than this chapter was. Bloody hell. I know, right? So uh, what do you guys think? What uh, what are we going to I feel like we've it, they want us to, to at least think that we've wrapped up one of the major uh, plot points of like this army where Maris is like, OK, we won. And uh, Wax and Wayne seem close to maybe wrapping up the the other big one. But we also haven't seen, as Jamie pointed out, we haven't seen Starris in a while and they were about to get into some shit. So there's there's a lot to go and not much. Uh, left uh, not much time left what do you guys think is going to happen i'm really not sure where that's all gonna go i i'm i'm, st- I'm still focused on this on small stuff like i think I, I still am hanging out for gertrude to turn out to be the daughter of the woman um and now that wax is about to fight her i get the feeling wax will figure it out and like he's just like well do i make the choice to tell wayne or not uh so wayne may never learn that fact Ooh. um because I feel like Wax is just like yeah, Wax Wax is not holding back. He's just he's killing a lot of people in his path, so he's probably going to do likewise to this girl. Like he'll you know maybe uses misty powers to rip out her metal mines and or her spikes, and then she can't heal. And it's like all right, see ya, shove off building. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know how like, they're really leaning heavily on Wayne not making it out. So it's like is, is this fight with Doomhard where he's where he's finally going to bite it? He like then it'll be Wax alone to go and face Telson. But yeah, I'm yeah, not really sure. I've still got a lot of predictions holding on from the last time. I I still think Ambassador Dahl has Max, but mm-hmm. and um and who knows how that's going to go. Uh and I I don't think I don't think we've seen the last of the army. I think um Autonomy's still going to find have some way some reserve way of getting the red and gold through maybe from the south, maybe with Dahl's help. Okay. But yeah, I've, I don't have a lot new because I'm just sort of just like, oh, that was a ride. Wasn't it, though? Uh, you had the idea before about, like, you know, this uh, this this very dramatic moment where they're in the middle of a fight and she reveals to Wayne who she is. And now you got me. It's like it's a very different sort of story if what you say is, is right. And it's like we find out like Wax figures out that she's this person and then just she dies and he elects never to tell Wayne like that's. 
also yeah. very dramatic, but in, it's a very different sort of thing. That that's real. That that could has some potential. Yeah, it's like you know, Wax to be like, you know, we just finally got him out of this funk. I need him to keep doing better, so it's best not to just dredge that up. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he feels like, you know, Wayne is my friend. I've trusted him with other stuff over the past. I need to trust him with this. Maybe he does tell him, and Wayne just sort of takes on board what Wax has said and said, I can't be held responsible for her choices after all this. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot of ways it could go with that. That'd be a very enlightened perspective for Wayne to take. It's like, I can't I can't hold myself responsible for her choices. That... Yeah, but a bit, you know, be like just a way for it to show that he has taken on board what wax said to him mm-hmm. no i like that yeah that, that would be a very a very concrete moment for us to get like uh this this character development for wayne yeah uh, either either way really like the the dramatic reveal in the middle of the fight where he does find out or him never finding out and that, that that's also that would be like a a very different character thing for wax even to like want to keep this secret uh, yeah and that's like i'm not sure if he would um, it might, it might even be a, like, if they both survive the fight, he might, you know, not tell him until like, it's all over. Cause I mean, that's the, you don't need to spring that on your buddy when they're about to go fight or like, fight a God. True. Yep. Not the best moment for that. Um, predicaments. Okay. So I'm going to go with that. I think we have seen the last of the army for this book. Okay. Proper. So maybe. Maybe in the the epilogues we might see something come back about them because I think this is maybe Mistborn's introduction to the portals. Maybe like maybe maybe Wayne goes through, or maybe Marisai is becomes that if she joins the is it ghost ghost hunters ghost ghost bloods. I like ghost, ghost hunters. That's great. <laughs> I like ghost hunters. <laughs> no, if she joins the ghost bloods, then maybe. Maybe this is like her introduction into the portal. So I think that serves more of that than it does something in the book. I think we get to this point in the book and we've gone big, big predictions, really grand, crazy things. And then there's just not enough time. And we're all a bit like, oh, oh, is that all it was? So for the time we have left before the story itself wraps, did you say there's 10 chapters and then seven? Yeah, so we've only got 10 chapters left. I just don't know how we'd be able to get the army back in. So I think they're done. I think that storyline's wrapped. Okay. It is in a different order than what we expected. I think we expected to be able to deal with the local threat and then move on to the bigger threat, like the, the global threat. Mm. But I think that we've probably flipped it on its head. So if that's done now, you still need Wax and Wayne to be able to solve Telson's issues <sighs> in that she's being a turd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, she doesn't have a problem. She's just not not fun to deal with. If Chelsea's at the top of the tower, they're pretty close to that coming to a head as well, which should then solve the threat to Ellendale. How are they going to do that? I think I think Chelsea's going to have to die. I think that's the only way they're going to get out of that. But I think maybe autonomy will take care of that rather than yeah. wax. Don't know how, but I think maybe that will be how that solves. And then, yeah, like the the, the war with um the Malwish. I don't really know where that's going to come back in here. I feel like the bands have to come back somehow. I feel like I would be unsatisfied if we didn't still see Kelsia, like in person, not just uh, over a uh, Skype call. I don't know how he would fit back in. Maybe that's 
maybe that's also an epilogue thing. I don't think we'll see this world destroyed again. I think they can't really do that to Skadrial again. Doesn't really make sense. I think Harmony will remain in, you know, governance of Skadrial. Wax and Wayne, I think it's because I don't want either of them to die, but I think I'm going to go with neither of them going to die, but they will be separated. So whether it's one of them's on another planet or, or something, their paths are going to go in different directions because it feels mm. very much goodbye between these two. But I can't tell if it feels like goodbye or it's just Wayne's growth. I don't know. It's too much growth for Wayne to do, I think. <laughs> uh, it's, such a, it's a rapid series. My my main thing about Wax with the powers. So I'm still I'm still going with yes, he's, he's going to be a misborn. They addressed the pouch and then they addressed that the one at the end was different. He hasn't got there yet. So I don't know what powers that's going to give him. They said it had a red stopper though, mm-hmm. which makes me think that maybe maybe he's got Trellium in there. Is that mm. like, I don't know if that's possible. I don't know what that would do. I mean, we're looking at different types of investiture crossing, crossing over worlds. You know, they're using the door to fuel Allomancy. So another form of investiture could also fuel that. Or it could just be that Harmony had to choose a colour and went with red. I don't <laughs> I don't know. I do think that yes, the Duralumen's probably a thing there i also thought the wound to his arm might have been more substantial than what he would normally think but maybe he's just able to if he's got some pewter mm. to be able to is it pewter would help you yeah pewter would help you not notice yeah. At least, yeah yeah and i thought maybe he was able to deal with that a little bit better so i don't know whether he's being sort of force-fed <laughs> little bits <laughs> but he doesn't even know he's burning and then maybe the end one will be the the big hitter i don't know but yes, I still think I I think I'm on the right path there. I'm gonna stick with my guns. To be honest, it's too late in the book now to change my mind. Yeah, so. I can't change it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I, I do like that you took the opposite position to Dax. So he's he's like, we're gonna see this army again. And you're like, yeah, I don't know that we're gonna see this army again. So one of you probably is right. So uh, you, we got that going. <laughs> Go ahead, flip that coin. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, isn't it more fun if we're not all on the same side? Yeah. Exactly. People can root for for one person battle or another. It's a drone. <laughs> yeah, the battle lines over this this battle. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird because when I first read through the book, I honestly, you know, they've brought up several times the uh, the, the special vials and the one with like you said with like the red on top that's like do drink this one last. And my first time, I was just like, I don't know what that is. I'm not gonna put. I'm not, I'm not gonna waste too much thought thinking about it. But uh, yeah, it, the way that it gets brought up again here, and not only that brought up, but like Wayne takes a special notice of like, oh, you have these uh, these special vials, huh? Interesting. And so that I He's feel like, like he brings up that it's special, but he also brings up that these aren't the usual metals, so mm-hmm. they must have a like a different appearance as well. Or at least so, they're not his usual vials. I think is what he says. So maybe it's just like a different glass uh, maybe. bottle or something. Could be. I don't know if we've ever really thought of it, but but. Would investiture, like I guess raw investiture, much like what was in those jars, would that also fuel ferrochemy? Because I know that that's like net zero. Mm-hmm. Whereas alamancy, you can actually ingest something to give you that power. Mm-hmm. Like investiture wouldn't just wouldn't fill your metal mines. 
That is a really good question that I hadn't thought of at this point. We know that you can power, like if you're a compounder, you can use like the energy from Allomancy to like fuel your ferrochemy and mm. like supercharge it. So I feel like maybe yes, maybe if you just had raw power, you could use that for ferro. That would be super useful. Maybe that might even explain how you remember we back in Bands of Morning, like Wax stole that uh, unkeyed gold metal mine from Lady Kelsina mm-hmm. or whatever, and then Wayne is like, yes. "Holy crap, this has more health than I've ever seen before." And maybe that could explain like how they could get that without having to you, save it up, basically. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just wasn't sure if it was something we'd actually addressed or thought of or anything like that, because that could, um, for example, if you were able to get some raw investiture into Wayne, his healing. Yeah. ability could significantly increase but you could basically mm. like turn him into a miles as long as he had some of that juice like to super heal that's yeah that's a good point mm. that could save him at the end maybe we maybe we think he died and it turns out that he used some super healing juice maybe he's hoping <laughs> <laughs> super healing juice yep that's my favorite <laughs> kind of juice that's sure. how they're gonna advertise it in uh <laughs> super healing yeah. juice it's now, yeah, now with more juice. <laughs> We've seen that they have some weird advertising uh, in these broadsheets. It's like, what was it? It's like Dr. Viff's Sparkle Tonic, and they, they yeah. have some weird stuff here. It's like, yeah. yeah, you never know what they're going to do. You never <laughs> know. Uh, what was it? It was like accurate SUNY pups with a special pocket. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Flesh, the flesh pocket. I love the flesh pocket. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Hey man, we're we're coming to the end here. So anything could happen. I'm I'm on Jamie's side. I think we have seen the last of the army. If we see more of them, I think it's gonna be in one of those I'll get you next time Power Rangers type of situations <laughs> where we okay. see them, but they're like, you know, they're not like posing a threat. They're just like off in the in wherever they are and unable to get to our heroes kind of way as anticlimactic as that might be i feel like that kind of fits more with what we've seen in the past for brandon style and just in general what what like i would expect from him at this point it just to me it seems more likely that that is going to be the outcome that we're not actually going to engage this army in any real way now that we've we've kind of gotten through that danger and it's somewhat passed so that being said i would guess that wayne is still going to die or fake his death which is kind of what i've been the train of thought i've been on for a while Mm -hmm. i had thought i i don't think it's going to be going to be in this battle i think they're going to get through these two people they're going to defeat them i think their strategy of going after the other one is going to work. I am with you. I never mentioned it, but I'm with you, Data. I think that they should have kind of the second time they face these people, I think they should have figured that out. Like, oh, why, why don't you fight him and I'll fight the other one? Because they barely made it out of that alive. So, mm-hmm. so I think that's going to be successful strategy for them. I think that there's going to be a moment when there's some kind of confrontation with Telson where there's a sacrificial play that needs to happen, and Wax is like, I'll do it because that's what Wax does. And then Wayne swoops in and it's like, no, I'm doing it. It's me. Mm. And so 
whether that kills him or he fakes his death or whatever, I think that might be the case. What might be even more interesting, which these this section kind of gave me the thought that this might be what happens, is if Wayne does what Wayne does and he takes whatever's in the red vial and he uses it for himself. And if that red vial, let's say, had Lorassium in it or something to make him into a Mistborn, but then he immediately is killed using that power or fakes his death. Faking his death might be more fun because then he could go, you know, globe trotting or universe trotting with Mistborn powers. So that might Mm. be cool. But uh, if he decides, since he's the one who pointed it out, like, hey, you got this other vial. If he decides to try to use it to see what will happen, maybe that'll kind of in some way help them win. And so that's kind of where my brain's going with this. I don't know what the confrontation with Telson's going to be like. I don't know at the point when they get there if she's going to put up, like, the fight herself. I almost wonder if, like, autonomy tries to kind of take her over and fight them. That might be something interesting different than what we've seen in the past so that they're actually fighting like the big bad as opposed to you know the avatar the trell avatar the last airbender sure yeah yeah sure avatar last airbender no yeah the trell avatar you know uh, instead of fighting that that avatar they're actually fighting autonomy might be might be fun so that's another possibility that i'm thinking might happen other than that i don't know how exactly this is going to end i assume they're going to stop the bomb and Ellendale will not be blown up. That's that's on my radar for sure. I almost wonder if we're not going to get any, if we don't get any uh, conclusion with Dahl. Like if if we, maybe maybe in the epilogue or something they'll mention something about him. But I, I could almost see Brandon leaving an unconcluded story with the South, just kind of in this limbo up in the air situation with what's going on with with the neighbors mm. to the south like leave, uh, leaving it open like to develop in the next yes in yeah, whatever three. yeah in whatever form that takes it doesn't even have to be era three it could be because now like he said when we went and listened to him at the con date it's like all the gloves are off so like doll or people in the south they could show up in the next work that's not skate real related it doesn't have mm. to be era three you know that's a fair point like yeah. anything anything could happen potentially from here in his works so you know i feel like it i feel like what i've been kind of wanting since we started the mistborn series there for era one and then we started once we left that original trilogy and kind of went off into these other cosmic related things i feel like he's now world building in the way that i was hoping would happen from the beginning it it, it almost seems fortuitous that our podcast started when it did it's like we're kind of we're kind of on the frontier of when these things might actually start being woven directly together by brandon and his uh his company so it's kind of cool to kind of see what what could happen because this book from from everything i've heard seen is the first book where that's really happened where there's been such direct relation to other events going on in the cosmere so uh with that being said i feel like it's really open from here on out for us to see these kinds of things interwoven and connected in any new works that come out in the future. So it'll kind of be, it's almost kind of weird. We're going to go back and read stuff that was written before. So we're not going to get as much direct Cosmere stuff interwoven. So 
that'd be kind of interesting to see what we can pick out. But yeah, I think going forward with new content, it's very possible we'll see all sorts of things connected together. So that's kind of a that's kind of an overall prediction for maybe where the Cosmere content is mm. going. But um, but yeah, I don't know that doll is going to be brought up again, maybe in this book specifically, or even the South in general. Um, but we'll see. I guess that's uh, that's all I got really. I'm excited to to finish the finish the story. I mean, I know we won't get to read the epilogues before next time, but we're recording tomorrow our time, so like we're about to finish uh, everything but the epilogues. So that'll be that'll be cool. No, no, we got. Oh, oh, you're ruining my dreams. Damn yeah. it! <laughs> we, I could have sworn you said we were gonna read the rest, and well, then the epilogues would be yeah, the next one. There's, there's like three total episodes a... left, and so w- what what I was saying pre- previously was like we're gonna read the next six chapters for next time and then we'll record and then I'll be gone for however long. And you guys will be able to read the stuff after that up to the epilogues. Oh, that'll be for gotcha. the next episode. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Like six, six chapters you said. Yeah. We're going to do six chapters next time. And then the time after that, we're gonna do four chapters and the first epilogue. So. Gotcha. But what, one thing that Joe said, just, I don't know why it struck me as really funny, but the way that you said, it's like Wayne was going to, drink the the vial just to see what it does and i have this picture of them being like in the middle of a fight or like this important dialogue or you know the world's about to end and wax turns and just sees wayne like drinking his vial he's like what are you doing And he's like well, i wanted to know what it was i thought like god gave me this super important uh you know u- ultra special vial of metal and wayne just like jacks it and drinks it for the hell of it that just is very funny to me sure like he, that's a way thing to do he, yeah, but but like he looks down it's like what did he put in place of the vial and he's got like a hip flask full of full of the best whiskey and wayne said it's the only fair trade i could think of yeah that'd be fair right i think like it'd be better if like wa- like wait uh, sorry wax didn't turn around and see wayne drinking the vial he like like he and telson are having this like confrontation and everything and all of a sudden you just hear wayne just go wee and just fly through and <laughs> knock telson over okay yeah that'd be better yeah. and or then like that'd this, be classic this, and then there's a scene from Wayne's perspective of him meeting Harmony, and Harmony's like, what the fuck, dude? Wax Is reaches for his metal vials, and he finds a bottle of log shine that Wayne left there. <laughs> like, Damn uh, it, Wayne. It was also an interesting idea that you had about, like, you know, Jamie's been talking about, we've got to have a Mistborn, and her theory has been for a while that it's Wax. What if at the last moment it was like, oh, no, Wayne's actually going to be the Mistborn, and it's going to be for, like, five minutes, but he's going to be the Mistborn in this book. Sure, why not? That, yeah. that that would be unexpected at the it's very least. Cool. I would say, yeah, yeah. Now I just really want that. Wee, <laughs> wee. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, okay, that was. I, I I like some of that. Do you, I, especially what your what your your big Cosmere ideas? That's uh, you know, I can't confirm or deny whether we're going to see some more major cross uh, crossover type stuff in the stuff we have left to read, but. Uh, you have some interesting ideas about yeah. what you can see going forward. So. Well, just uh, just based on the con, which I don't know what the last work that came out, main work, uh, Cosmere work that came out before this, but just based on stuff that I heard at the con and what he said himself, it sounded like this was the most like direct crossover that he's ever mm. done. The last one was Stormlight 4. It may have been. Hold on, Brandon Sanderson bibliography. Let me look at it real quick and I'll be able to tell you. Dude, you sounded like James Spader. He's like Brandon Sanderson. James Spader has one of the coolest voices, so I'm I'm fine with that. I yeah, just take that full time. And he's just like there are no strings on the Cosmere. <laughs> it's 
So let's see. Before the Lost Metal, that's not Cosmere. No, no, no. A bunch of non-Cosmere stuff. Yeah, Rhythm of War. Stormlight 4 was the last thing to come out. Cosmere before the Lost Metal. What year uh, What year was that? Rhythm of War was 2020. Oh, I was going to say that, that long ago. Because yeah. I remember we were, we talked about it when it came out. I don't know if it was like it was in one of the emails, but like when we were doing the first or second book that we were doing. Um, but we talk, but like people were talking about, hey, yeah, Stormlight 4 is finally out, and then he can go back to Era 2 of Mistborn or something. Yeah. Or some, something like that. 2021 had five different things that he released, but none of them were Cosmere, so. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, se- several of these are like novellas. Like, he released three novellas, one novel, and one audio novel, which I still haven't read because they said maybe it'll come out like in an ebook version eventually but i can't do audio and this was released exclusively as an audio thing and so i was like oh well maybe someday i'll read that anyway sorry so uh may as well get into as i mentioned for next time six chapters 65 through 70 and that will bring us very very close to the end of this book we are currently at we at 80 percent so we got we got a fifth of the book left for all of the remaining excitement Beyond that, we have one email, one review, and one new patron. So it's uh, very spread out. Wow. Do the, right. email, do the email first. The email is from Brandon, who you may so recall. Well, you made the same joke the first time uh, he Brandon emailed yeah. me. So, uh, <laughs> I'll continue to make the same joke. Uh, previously, Brandon had emailed that uh, he was, I think, reading Well of Ascension, and he was listening to the podcast as he was going. So he's like, someday I'll hear my email. <laughs> so... This email, the, the subject is finally arrived at my email. Uh, yeah. Hello, yeah. Hello again, Data, Dak, Jamie, and Joe. I was listening to the 120th episode of the Standard Lunch today, and I finally heard Data read my email. I sent it while reading Well of Ascension and forgot about sending it entirely. I was listening to you read emails, and I was like, wait a second, I wrote that one. I was very amused when the gang immediately assumed I was Brandon Sanderson when you said Brandon was emailing in. To answer <laughs> your questions, which I'm sure you've forgotten because you're like two months ahead of me, I have still been following along with every episode and have been following the reading order you provided for new Cosmere Knots. I'm almost done Bands of Morning now, and I still absolutely love your show to supplement my reading. I love these books and the Cosmere so far, but none of my friends want to read them, so listening to your show is the next best thing. I'm slightly dreading when I catch up because I won't have a surplus of episodes, but I will definitely still be tuning in every week. Don't want to drag on, so I'll say that you guys are awesome. Thank you for sacrificing some of your time each week to make the show. Wasn't to the time of next, Colo. Brandon, and then in parentheses, from Vermont, by the way. So that's cool. Uh, I've never been to Vermont. I've never been to Vermont either. Me either. That's <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, the most extensively traveled in the U.S. of the show. So yeah, if she hasn't been true. there, you know. Yeah. Uh, have, have, how many, how, what, if any places, have you been to in the U.S., Jamie? I don't know that we've talked about that. That's true. So we flew over for a wedding in Memphis. And it was for, we were seven days uh, from departing Sydney to arriving back in Sydney, almost to the hour. Um, That is how much time I have spent in the U.S. Uh, (laughs) Well, we've been to to Hawaii as well. Yeah, that counts. So there you go. Which which islands islands did you go to in Hawaii? We only were on um, Oahu. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. It was fantastic. If we had uh, more time or more money after getting married, we probably would have uh, done more. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been to Tennessee, so sure. that's cool. You guys have been somewhere in the U.S. that I've never been. I've been a couple of times. 
Yeah, I don't know if you or I have been to more states data. Probably you, because I remember you took like a train across the U.S. one time. I did do that thing. I've done visited, that too. Visited many fun places. Yeah. The train's fun if you have lots of free time. Sure. Yeah, um, I got so much reading done. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Jack and I were talking the other day about when would be a good time, like in our life, to come across to the U.S. So. Hopefully we're still uh, recording the Sanderlanch by the time we actually get over there and uh, we'll sit down and all do one together. That would yep. be fun. It's, uh, yeah, I've, That'd be I've, fun. I was just considering because, you know, I'm I'm going to Australia. Still, This plan is still that I will be going in February. So I was I was thinking about. Oh, it's less than a year now. Yep. I was, <laughs> yeah. uh, since I will no longer be going with the person I was going with before, I was trying to decide, do I take one of the kids? Do I find someone else who, like a, a buddy who wants to share the cost with me or whatever? And I was like, I have two three-year-olds who I do not think would handle a like 16-hour flight well, so that's probably not the way to go with that. Um, so I was like, yeah, if you guys want to wait till the kids get a little older than that where they can actually appreciate and maybe even remember before you take them on like amazing trips across the world. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially like Disney and stuff. I was like, don't go yeah. while they don't remember. <laughs> yeah, we took the, the, the kids, the, the twins, when they were like one. And I was like, why? They're not going to remember it. it. They're going to be annoyed the whole time because their their schedule is completely yeah. disrupted. And it's going to be a pain for everyone around. But, uh, you know, we did it. They enjoyed some of the stuff. I'm sure they'll never remember it. <laughs> but, you know. No, I'm sure it's already floated out of their memory. Uh, they we took them again when they were three though and they remember that so far so just right uh, yeah while while we've been talking i got a message on discord from somebody uh for, to read here on the podcast so let's uh, oh. do that did you did you cool. vet this message vaguely okay <laughs> I, I was trying to stay involved in the conversation while also skimming this so uh we'll, we'll see if i miss anything horrible as i go through here so this is from you matthias you skimmed it yeah. Uh-uh. yeah. It says, hello, Data, and then in parentheses, and Dak, Joe, and Jamie. This isn't exactly an email, but I hope it will do. Call me Matthias. I'm a relatively recent listener, only having picked up the podcast around mid-October 2022. I was looking for a good Sander cast for the run-up to the release of The Lost Metal, and I've binged through your entire back catalog at the present. And yes, Joe, I'm aware that I have engaged in a crazy and possibly unhelpful level of podcast binge. Uh, Am I, uh, do I call people out for that? I don't feel no, like I, I do. Is you- no, it's usually me because I'm just like, where do you people have the time? Yeah, yeah I, I understand podcast binging. Listen, I'm on like my third run of Tell Him Steve Dave, which has over <laughs> 500, which has over 500 episodes. And I'm on like episode 348 and I just keep listening. Uh, let's see. A little bit about myself and the Cosmere. I discovered and read through the whole Cosmere in 2019. It was an amazing experience that I wish I could recreate. I'm lucky enough to work in a library, so I can not only get my hands on any new release, but I can also get them first with the possibility to peek at them before they are properly released. So I was fortunate enough to learn about spoilers and other spoilers in The Lost Metal before almost anyone else, which felt pretty darn cool. And in preparation for y'all covering White Sand, I asked one of the librarians at work to make sure we got the whole set so I'll be ready to read along too. Oh, nice. Yeah, right? Uh, I'm also connected deeply to another fandom. I'm a huge fan of Red w- the Redwall series by Brian Jacques, or pronounced Jakes. It's where I got my moniker from, and it's been a huge part of my life since 2000. At, in that time, it has been amazing to see the level of investment that can come from a fandom, and not just the Cosmere or Redwall, but those are two specific that have some insanely dedicated and creative people in them, and I'm proud to be a part of both. I think that will do for now. I look forward to listening to all of you as you journey through the Cosmere. 
May the destination never be fully reached. Nights was to the time of next. Cool. So thank you. Nice. Send yeah, me a message cool. on Discord. That was uh, yeah. Uh, that is another way that people can contact us if uh, if you like. I am you know join the Discord server and uh, I'm easy enough to find there. My my title on the Discord server is the Sliver of Infinity, which. Uh, so somebody doesn't think highly of themselves. That's that's exactly what what they said on wow. the server when I picked that. But uh, I was like, I want a cool. And then when I had to when I added a, a moderator, I, I, he got to be an Inquisitor. So you know the hierarchy works. Why are you ah, setting yourself gotcha. up as the bad guy? Because it's a cool name. Do you know name. the thing about <laughs> Data? Like Data loves in bad guys. <laughs> uh, well, that, that's fair, too. Yep. Uh, okay, so then we have a review. This review is titled, The Best Sanderson Podcast! Exclamation point. Data, Dak, and Jamie, Jamie and Joe all have great personalities, and together makes for a hilarious podcast. Add in the fact that they are talking about Sanderson epics, at least 70% of the time, asterisk, and it makes well, that's best, generous. Yeah, I know, right? And it makes the best yeah. podcast for a Sanderson fan. And then we get what the asterisk is. is the review has a footnote. The other thirty percent of the time is consumed mostly by hilarious and entertaining deviations, oftentimes originating from an obscure reference to Futurama made by one of the gang. Sure. And, uh, this this five star review was left by Mist Chemist four twenty. Mist Chemist four twenty. What a lovely review. You're a soother. Such a soothing review. There you go. And then uh, we have one new patron at the misting level, and it is Daniel 4D. Uh, let's see. Daniel 4D. What fairing power to give to you, my friend? How about we do uh, my uh, one of my personal favorites, at least in title, is uh, – well, now I can't remember. It's the one that stores heat. What's it called? Fire Soul. Fire Soul. Yeah, that's it. That's one of my favorite names. When you said this is one of my favorite names, I knew. I knew what was coming. I was like, I got you. Fire Soul. You store heat. People like to hang out with you. You're like <laughs> one of those werewolves in Twilight. They just, you know, people like the people like to touch the heatness of your body or whatever. <laughs> it's got weird. I'm going to stop talking now. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Uh, okay, so thank you, patron. Thank you, uh, people who leave reviews, who sent emails. If you'd like to send us an email, the address is thesanderlanch at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Patreon, where I just today uploaded, but it has not yet actually gone up, my the video of me opening the second box of uh, – the second box to arrive, technically box number three of the year of Sanderson, the March box, which mm. was the Cytoverse box. Joe helped me film that one. So uh, Yeah, check. special guest star, Joe. If you want to see what's in that box and don't want to look on YouTube for all the many videos uh, com that are completely <laughs> free of other people opening the box, then <laughs> feel free to join the Patreon and check it out. Yeah, watch watch as our hands open box. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was some great hand modeling, if I do say so myself. Uh, it's true. Also, you could see my socks at some random points because I wasn't wearing shoes and uh, I was just like, hey, look, there's it's like my Optimus Prime socks. Wow. <laughs> Who doesn't like a nice pair of Optimus Prime socks? Oh, gosh. But, yes, yeah, so uh, all those places. Also on Patreon, I've been posting. Uh, we're in the middle of Tress of the Emerald Sea as I post my reactions as I read through for the first time. So that's the kind of stuff on there if you're interested. Music by Miracle of Sound. Throw that out there. As I said, for next time, we're doing six more chapters. Then we will do four chapters and one epilogue. And then we're going to finish the book out with the, the final six epilogues. At which point we will be moving into White Sand. So I'm I'm excited to finish this book, 
to get into uh, some some new planets. We're not coming back to Skadriel for a while. Spoiler. Uh, this, is, this is the last Skadriel thing that's been released, yeah? Yeah, this, this is the la- I, I, what I've said to you before is this is the last Mistborn thing to be released. I could be pulling a Brandon and like there's a, a secret something else on Skadriel that we pop back to. But sure, uh, I, I will at least say that we will not be back on Skadriel for quite some time. Uh, yeah, maybe there's some ghost blood action that happens on Skadriel that we'll read. You know, that seems like the kind of thing that we might read. See, that, that seems like it would make a good short story, right? Like uh, some some what what Kelsier's doing. Well, that'd be mm-hmm. like secret secret history number two is what Kelsier's been up to while we're not looking. Yeah, yeah. secret history two ghost but ghost blood boogaloo. Ghost blood. What's, what's like what's like what's a not a synonym but like something else like instead of secret history secret secret hmm. affairs the secret, secret files of Kelsier. Yeah. The Kelsier the, the Kelsier files. The Kelsier yeah. Justice Files. It's a file for KJS. KJS. You could just call it another secret history. <laughs> That's true. You could do that. <laughs> another uh, secret you, history of justice. If you plan a, to ever have more than two, that would that that would get confusing. Like, wait, is another after the second or third or fourth? Which one is a sure. No, the third another, one would be another another secret history. <laughs> no, the third one would be there's always another secret history. Oh my gosh! Yep. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yep, yep. Jack yeah. nailed it. Brandon, if you I don't yeah. listen to the show, obviously. If you don't go with right. that, then uh, you've just missed out on the opportunity. Yeah. There's always another secret history, the death of Spook. That would be <laughs> I feel like that's gotta be the story. Spook. Yeah, and it wasn't epic. He died in a gutter alone. It was great. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. it, it'd, it'd be great. You could do it as like a, um, it's a murder mystery. Spook, like it's it starts out Spook has been murdered, yeah. and Kelsey has got to like detective his way into figuring out who done it. And there's right. I mean, giant would, mansion, and yeah. it has yeah. it has the conservatory and the, sure. the billiard room and everything else. Yeah. But Kelsey's a shitty detective, so we would need like he we would need like a Gal Friday that was like he just dead. starts to like kill everybody because that's Kelsey's solution to the problem. Oh, you know, he's like, well, you know, they're all dead, so the murderer is clearly dead, <laughs> and I'm the like, only murderer left. But it's like because he, he's trying to do the detective thing, it's like, hmm, hmm, this man is dead. I need to talk to death, and he just just walks in, he's like, hi, Bosh. Bosh is like, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> Yeah, did you, did you did you kill this guy? Your death, and he's like, uh, for the last time, I'm not responsible for every death, despite what you. Uh, okay, also, okay. you know I'm not death. I'm your brother. What the hell? You know, not mutually exclusive. Sure. And, and master, master's like, uh, you okay? You met the last god who greets everyone who died. So who mm. do you think you should be talking to? Oh, that's a good point. I say, fuck off. <laughs> I do. I, I like that. That sazed reactions to Kelsier is like, oh, I'm so tired of you. It's it's, it's, it's just a running gag through the thing. Every time Kelsey pops in the door, it's like, hi, whoever. They're all just like, fuck off. Gosh. So yes, if you're if you're reading along, six more chapters for next time. Uh, ho- like I said, I'm gonna be gone for a week, but hopefully that will be seamless for everybody else. That's why we're we're doubling up. We got lucky that uh, in Australia there was a holiday, or I guess is it like an Australian capital territory holiday specifically? Uh, so there's there's a few different states that have this um, same day off, but it's all called different things in the different states. So uh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded like she was agreeing. Also, she's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. So yes, thanks everybody. We appreciate everyone who listens. Join the Discord, chat, 
check out all of the places that you can find us online. I, I post random things on Instagram sometimes. Our our YouTube is almost all the way caught up. I think I got to the beginning of the Lost Metal and uh, right. or, or the end of Bands of Mourning rather, and then I think that's where I stopped last time. I have to look. So that's mostly caught up. I mean, I, why why you would go and listen to that if you're already listening to this? I don't necessarily know. But anyway, thanks everybody. Six chapters and wasing to the time of next. Hello. Oh,